really like this. Hello, everyone. You are listening to Wins and Losses. This is Phil Strunk, the host of the podcast. Always great to be back with you for another edition of Wins and Losses. It's a very rainy day here in Winchester, Virginia. Lots of uh, lightning on its way, but my wife and I went to Chick-fil-A, and you know that always cures all woes about the weather. This morning, when I walked into school, I kind of jokingly started to whistle, it's the most wonderful time of the year. That's right, ladies and gentlemen, here at my middle school, we have just started the wonderful season of state standardized testing. The one and only opportunity for students to be able to demonstrate that they have mastered everything from this year. Hopefully, you're like me. And you don't believe that that is a super accurate measure of what students know. This morning, whenever my students walked into my classroom, they're very nervous about the test. They're very stressed about the test. And before I sent them off to their testing locations, I I told them, you've been building up to this point throughout the year. and, And isn't it just a shame that we spend so much time focusing on this one particular test that students take on one particular day and students could master content throughout the year but if on that specific day they don't that's the only thing that counts i had a great conversation with my principal evan rob today about this and he said the thing about a test is they'll show you where you are they won't show you where you can be and i think that's really powerful and i think that's a very true statement you know they show you where you are now but they don't show you where you can be Tests typically seem to adopt a a kind of fixed mindset point of view and continues to promote that in 21st century learners, which is a real shame. It's a real shame that whenever I was passing out tests to students, or whenever I was passing out their test tickets to log in and, and their scratch paper and things like that, I could see students starting to get very nervous about the test. It's a shame that I saw some students on the edge of tears over a test. It's a shame that I saw students very nervously asking to to go to the bathroom and it's a shame and it's a shame that as they were doing that they were just trying to to take a break from a test that they had been taking for four hours. It's a real shame that in the 21st century where big CEOs and companies want people who can collaborate, where we as teachers want to build in opportunities to collaborate, this test says no, every student has to do it on their own. It's a shame that whenever we as 21st century teachers want students to be able to do more than simply memorize Google, this test says no, 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 we just want you to put down basically what you've memorized this year or or the basic ideas that you memorized this year really seeming to lack some of the the deeper critical thinking skills and 21st century skills that we hope our students are learning there has to be a better way and that's that's all i've been thinking about you know over the weekend and today there has to be a better way for us to be able to gauge what students know there has to be a better way to gauge what they can do with that knowledge. Now, I feel very blessed. You see, in the state of Virginia, if you're a social studies teacher, you already know this, but they are starting to move away from these standardized tests and starting to move toward performance-based assessments. I'm a big fan of these. Now, don't get me wrong. I don't believe performance-based assessments are the silver bullet. I do not believe in silver bullets in education. 
I think it takes a lot of things, and it takes knowing the needs of your children to, to be able to find what works best for them. But I do believe that performance-based assessments are much better than what we're doing right now in education. The idea of giving students the opportunity to make meaning out of their knowledge seems to be a much better gauge of what they can do and how they can use that knowledge to create authentic learning that seems to be more powerful. I remember whenever I was in college, you know, whenever I had finals, I was always very stressed about them, wanted to make sure I did my absolute best, and I'm sure some of you listening to this podcast are feeling the same way. Well, I had one professor who, at the beginning of the course, gave us all contracts. And these contracts said, you know, if I agree to do this, 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 and this, then I will get whatever grade I wanted at the end. So I always signed the A contract, you know, being the, the high achiever, Mr. Perfection. And so I agreed to do, you know, this task, this task, this task, and this task, and score like I think a, an 85% on all tests and quizzes for the class. But whenever I knew that the brunt of my grade was going to come from how I could apply that knowledge, all of a sudden the tests became a whole lot less stressful. Whenever I was given the opportunity to contribute to Wikipedia about a wife of Henry VIII or, or write a position paper, participate in debates going on in class and write position papers. That sounded a whole lot more interesting to me than sitting down and filling in bubbles for four hours. Call me crazy, but I'm just not in love with it. And this past Sunday, my, my pastor, or two Sundays ago, my pastor was talking about a church, um, his sermon, and he said, okay, now, I'm going to give you all something that I know you all really miss. I'm going to give you a test. And you could hear the collective groan throughout the congregation. And as he said that, you know, I was, I was listening to his message, but I was also thinking about, oh, geez, you're right. How many of these, how many adults take these tests? How many adults take tests on a regular basis? Truthfully, the, the only tests I can think of that I've taken as an adult have been the ones that... Uh, they're either the BuzzFeed quizzes to find out what kind of dog I am, or there were the tests to be certified to be a teacher. But, you know, minus that one to become a teacher, most of the tests I take are jokes. They're non-existent. They're not real because, really, what bosses wanted, they want people who can collaborate together, who can work together, who can fulfill the mission of the company, the school, or, or whatever organization you're a part of. Don't we want our students to be able to do that? Just imagine if we would take time to stop these standardized tests. Imagine if the states would give us opportunities to collectively work together to find ways to best meet the needs of our students, to find the best ways to assess our students and give them opportunities to build on those 21st century skills that they are going to need in the future. Imagine if our students spent more time focusing on the products they built than the test they will take. Imagine, just imagine the things that they could do in 7th grade and then the things they can do whenever they're 37. I think that would be pretty cool and pretty powerful. It'd be great if we set the precedent now that tests are not the be-all, end-all, but rather that being able to use your knowledge and apply it is where it happens. Now, I, I do believe that tests had their place. 100% be, before the, the days where you could pull out your phones and ask Siri for information, it was important for you to know some of the basics. But to be quite frank, they're just not relevant anymore. I was talking to my friend who's a government engineer 
and we were talking about tests and plugging in formulas and, and things like that. And he said, yeah, it's funny. I don't, I don't need to memorize formulas because all I can do is just pull them up on Google and, and look them up and, and do them. Imagine if we spent more time focusing on what you do with those things than just plain memorizing them. And memorize them to the point of rote memorization so that then whenever you become a 25-year-old history teacher, you don't remember how to do the service area of a cylinder until you are, you know, looking at a formula sheet for the first time in who knows how many days in May. But hey, you know, I can't say I'm speaking from experience or anything. <laughs> there has to be a better way. And, and that's just what I keep coming back to and keep reflecting on. There has to be better ways, better opportunities for our students to be able to go in and instead of fearing showing what they know, they can walk in confidently knowing, yes, this is what I have learned. This is what I believe I can build. I think it, it sets a much better tone if we come at it from that angle than from simply looking at it as how many questions do I need to fill in the correct bubbles for to pass. And so maybe some of you are, are listening right now and you're thinking that you know I'm out of line and who knows, I'm a young teacher, maybe I am, but I personally believe that the best way to to see what a student knows is to see what they can do with their knowledge. Actions speak louder than words, and dare I say it, PBAs speak louder than Scantron sheets. And so I hope that that other states will begin to follow Virginia's model of doing this. I, I feel incredibly blessed to have administration who is very supportive in finding ways to authentically assess students and move beyond the bubble sheets and move further into deeper learning for students. Thank you all so much for listening to uh, my, my little soap opera on this. This is just something that's been hitting my heart very heavy recently because I just I feel bad for my kids, and, and I want them to know that whenever they get their score back, pass or fail, they're still incredibly valuable to me. I think they are so important, and I absolutely think they are more than that number. Well, hey, thank you all so much for listening. I hope you have an absolutely awesome day. Bye-bye.